two hunters are reported missing in Bear Mountain National Forest. The Midwest sees the worst drought in 30 years. Civil unrest is imminent. The Northeast power grid has blacked out. Economists fear the worst with falling markets. In other news, the pandemic has gone global. Hello and welcome back to episode 40 of Survival Tech. I am one of your hosts, Corey, and uh, Matt's with me again here tonight. How you doing today, Matt? All pretty good. Hello, hello. So uh, I think today's episode is going to be aimed towards uh, what's going on with COVID um, here in Ohio, and we're going to touch on some um, firearms that have came into our possessions and... Uh, some gardening and, and choosing a bug out location. That's kind of what we've been doing throughout the last uh, month or so that we've been absent from here. Um, so there's a lot of information about COVID, but we're not going to hit it all, but we're going to hit the major points and, and what we're seeing and how everyone's reacting here in Ohio. Um, so you got anything else to say or you just want to jump into it? I say we just jump right into it, bud. Very good. So... I have another screen open. Hopefully, it doesn't mess with this video. I should have tested it beforehand. Um, I think I can navigate around here. <laughs> uh, so, in Ohio, we currently have 17,962 cases, confirmed cases, um, with 922 confirmed deaths. Uh, what do you think of those numbers? Almost 18,922. I mean, you know what? It's... It's expected to have the deaths. Um, I think it could have been a lot worse um, than what we're actually showing right now. Um, so that's a positive. Um, I think Ohio is doing the right thing um, for the most part. But um, you, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and I fear what's going to happen in the months to come once we do completely open up. Um, because you're going to have both sides. You're going to have, you know, a side that says, you know, look, you know, we only had this many deaths um, out of this many. Um, you know, what, once the virus does start to slow down and uh, immunities are built up to it, um, you know, you're going to have the naysayers that say that, you know, it wasn't worth uh, tanking the economy. Um, you're going to have others that say that, you know, we did right and it could have been worse. Um, so everything worked. Um, I still think it's it's too soon to tell. Um, I'm kind of on the fence where I think the I think there needs to be kind of a, a gradual um, you know kind of a meet in the middle with everything and um, you know open up slowly. Um, you know those that that can go to work you know probably should um, and just to get everything back to normal as much as we can. Um, but still have, still have the amount of, um, still, you know, just, just still have the amount of, of kind of fear of, of how it could turn and become really bad. Um, 
you know, we, we got to keep that in the back of our head, but, you know, at the same time, you know, we, we got to, we got to, we got to do something, you know, to, to help our local economy. I mean, you know, we're getting to the point now where we're starting to see protests um, uh, on the Ohio State House. Um, a lot of people are getting kind of tired. I think that's a lot of cabin fever right now. Um, you know, for the most part, everybody is doing fairly well with this, but, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I do have fears. I do have concerns. Um, you know, some of the concerns are constitutional rights. Um, they're not being completely trampled because right now, you know, we do have the options, um, you know, to go ahead and follow. But, you know, w when's it going to turn into, you know, something that's, that, that, you know, like the people that are, you know, down at the state house right now, you know, we haven't had like a bunch of constitutional rights, you know, completely just, you know, disbarred and we can't, we can't practice that. You know, we can, but, um, you know, they're leading it on to where, you know, we have been, you know, completely trampled. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is close. Um, but I don't think it's quite there yet, but I think everybody needs to kind of, you know, move forward very cautiously, you know, not only with rights, but, you know, with the, uh, with the virus itself. This is my take on it. And I got mixed emotions and I kind of go back and forth, um, a lot during this whole situation in the beginning and Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio, strong leadership. I, I accepted it. It was something that we've never seen before. Um, we, we, they, the way that they talk and the way it was spreading around the world, um, it could definitely be a 1918 type of pandemic. Um, luckily so far it has not proven to be that bad. Um, at least, you know, here in Ohio, um, don't get me wrong. There's parts of the country and the world that really got hit hard. Um, Ohio hasn't hit, got hit as bad as, let's say, New York City and New York and places like that. And and I accepted his, his strong leadership and his decisive actions that he took right away. Um, we've been doing this for six weeks now or so. Um, these stay-at-home orders, these, you know, different orders throughout all these businesses being closed. I've been essential since day one. You've been essential. We've been out there. Um, but then this past week, he really irritated me. Uh, Monday, he came on, and he made it a statement saying that um, it was mandatory for employers to make their employees wear face masks. Okay. I don't, you know, we've been out in the workforce for six weeks now, you know, we've been exposed to it this entire time without masks, with the potential without masks. And now we have to wear masks. I mean, you know, I work 10, 11, 12, sometimes 15 hours a day when things go wrong in a distribution center. And it's not fun wearing a mask all day long. Right. Uh, on maintenance. So safety wise, you know, we need to be able to communicate. We have radios. We're constantly in communication. If we're starting beds or anything to make sure everyone's clear, that may be in the area. Uh, any other facilities maintenance guys in the area. 
it's hard to hear um, with the mask on. I know there is there is exceptions to where if it's safety, then you know you cannot wear it. But it's hard it's hard to pick which one we are. And my company doesn't seem to want to make the different you know the difference between maintenance and the safety with our radios, you know, than what the governor said. Just because the governor said it, it doesn't seem like my company may is maybe on board with that yet. And then he also said during that Monday statement um, that it was required for all consumers going into stores to wear face masks. Right. And then less than 24 hours later, he rescinded that and said it was up to the stores to make it mandatory that the government, you know, that he wasn't going to make it mandatory. And he said he, rescinded that because he got a lot of phone calls that were against it. So that tells me either one, you didn't do your homework and it was actually maybe trampling on some of our constitutional rights. And then you got told, Hey, this could bring up lawsuits. Right. Or B, you know, whose hands are in your pocket? Who's actually controlling you? If you get a couple phone calls, because I can't call you up. I can't tell you. These are your friends. These are the people that you're making dealings with, and they're, you know, making you change your your political position. It just didn't didn't sit right with me. Right, right. It's like you know, go ahead and pick a stance. You know, if you're if you're choosing the stance of the health of Ohioans, that's one thing. Pick a stance and stick with it. Right. You know, if you're if you're flip flopping back and forth, there's something that's going on. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at. Um, Look at uh, Governor Kemp in Georgia. I've got family down in Georgia. Governor Kemp said, look, you know, we're opening. You know, now I would like to hear from my family that's down in Georgia uh, over this weekend sometime. I want to touch base with them to see how everything has changed. Now, they're both essential employees, so they're a lot like us, Corey, where, you know, life really hasn't changed a whole lot for them. It's just everything that's around them has changed, but them themselves you know, they haven't changed. Right. Um, and then you have states like um, like South Dakota, you know. And There's eight states with no stay-at-home order, and they're the lowest in the country as far as confirmed cases. Right, right. Um, the gov- hey. governor of South Dakota, I can't remember her name. Um, is it um, – is it no? I don't know any of the other governors to be by name. Yeah, I think it's no. Um Anyway, go ahead and talk, and I'll I'll catch back up once I once I find her. Well, you have some states like um, Pennsylvania, which I heard um, has said that it's a five hundred dollar fine, six months in jail if you go if you're caught outside without a mask. I mean that that's pretty extreme. Um, you have the governor of Michigan who has said that it's uh, you're unable if you own two homes in Michigan, you can't go to your second home to get away. Now, you're not even leaving the state, you know. Most people in Michigan, they own homes on the lake. You know, they have a city home, and then they have a home on the lake that they vacation to. Right. That's their lifestyle. That's what they do. And you're telling people they can't even go to their second home that they're paying on in the same state that you're in? It doesn't make any sense. Right. And it's like, you know, we were seeing, you know, um, my wife has some friends that um, live up north. Um along the Ohio-Michigan border, 
and they were seeing a lot of people from Michigan come across state lines um, for medical treatment uh, because they're getting better medical treatment here because of the red tape that's up there. Um, and that governor for South Dakota, that's Christy Nome, and um, I don't know a whole lot about her, but I, I have been hearing that she has stayed a very hard stance on backing um, the, the residents of South Dakota and saying, you know, we're going to do us as we do us. And, uh, you know, I, I commend her for that, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think we're at a breaking point that if we don't open up the economy soon, it's, it's almost a point of no return. It's, it's getting bad out there and we got to do something to get these people back to work. Uh, And it's not just for financial reasons. There's a lot about financial reasons, Um, but it's also about mental health and, you know, the cabin fever you spoke about earlier and tensions are high. It's just people are at each other's throats. It's just, we got to get back to, to something. Right. But I mean, I know a lot of people, I don't know anybody that has COVID. Don't know. personally don't know anybody. Um, I actually know one, but I know a lot of people that don't have a paycheck. Right. And can't get a paycheck and are still fighting with unemployment. Yeah. Uh, the Ohio unemployment system, that's kind of broken right now. Yeah. And it has been since the beginning. It, it was never designed for this amount of flux of people, um, to be well, on it. And I feel for them wholeheartedly. My father-in-law gets a 1099. So he doesn't get unemployment. Right. So this whole time the governor shut his job down and he has had no money, none whatsoever. Yep. And he, he doesn't have nothing. I mean, he's got his savings luckily, but that only lasts for so long. Right. And when your washer goes out and then the day you open up the garage door to let the repairman in, your garage door breaks. I mean, it's just one thing after another. That's what he's dealing with. So the financial are hurting more people than than COVID right now. It's not killing. Well, I mean, it could be killing people and suicide and everything else. You just don't hear about it as much because that's the other thing. You know, you hear a lot of stories about. You know, someone shows up in the the ER with, you know, 18 stab wounds and six bullet holes and missing a torso. And they say cause of death, COVID-19. And you heard about, I mean, not necessarily that extreme, but. Right. Well, I heard there's a lot of misdiagnoses of COVID um, deaths just because they're getting government kickbacks from it. I I have heard that rumor. Um I didn't know how far it went um, because I haven't done any research on it myself. Um, the way I understood it, it was more like, you know, if you were to go in and, you know, you had, you know, whatever, you know, something that, that, that potentially kills you. Um, but then on the backside, you also test for COVID. Then it's kind of po- posted under, you know, a COVID death. Um, you know, because I mean, you got to admit, you know, just looking back at the beginning of the year, 
you know, my family went through a sickness where we passed it around, you know, throughout our household and we were like sick, sick, sick. And, you know, a lot of people are kind of looking back on, on that very first part of the year, you know, even reaching into December and saying, maybe we had it then. And that's why we are, you know, the ones out here now, you know, that are able to work, that have been out and around it and exposed probably. And, you know, we're doing fine. Um, you know, we're maybe some of the, you know, the lucky few. Have you seen the uh, video going around social media and YouTube and Facebook that's been removed from the doctor in California? No, I haven't. I heard it's, about uh, it, but I have not. I have not actually watched it. Yeah, if you can find it, um, it's it's pretty decent to watch. And what that doctor states is, you know. We build up immunities every single day. Every single day we come in contact with bacteria that our body builds up immunities and fights with. Well, for the last five, six weeks, we've been constantly washing our hands, wiping down all these surfaces with uh, Lysol and disinfectant that kills 99.9% of bacteria. And so we're killing both good and bad bacteria. And we're constantly using hand sanitizers and we're staying at home and not getting ourselves exposed to these viruses that we would build, you know, or these, you know, yeah, viruses that we'd build up immunities to every single day. And if we keep staying inside and keep doing these practices, when we do open, sickness is going to go through the roof because our body's immune systems as a whole has dropped. Makes sense. I mean, they're removing them because they don't like what he's saying and, you know, it's again, it's going against what governments and, you know, CDC and World Health Organization is saying, but um, it does make sense. Well, so I, mean, I think it's time to open up. I, I think one of my biggest pet peeves right now is, um, you know, look, regardless of your political standing, um, everybody needs to take a damn breath. You know, just take a deep breath, relax a little bit. And listen to what is actually being said and then form your opinion, okay? And make your opinion count on the information that's given. Um, the one thing is... But you can't even trust the information given. Well, it's like, it's like you know, what Trump said. And, and the media went completely um, nuts about when he was talking about, you know, um, like ingesting some, some type of a cleanser or... Um, uh, doing, um, you know, like lights, you know, actually internally, you know, to, to help, you know, kill some of the stuff. Um, they, uh, you know, the media jumped to, you know, oh, he wants you to drink bleach. That's not what he was saying. You know, if everybody would just relax, take a deep breath and listen to it, um, they, it was actually proven that there are actual treatments to where cleansers are actually you know, put in, um, to the body. And then, you know, there's also, you know, different, you know, UV lights that are actually, you know, inserted as well, you know, for other types of diseases. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, after hearing that, it's like, okay, everybody just, just relax a little bit. You know, I mean, this isn't, this isn't a political thing right now. Well, let's, let's, you know, be smart and open back up and, you know, I'm sorry, but it sounds like, like President Trump, he's ready. I think he's 
you know, going through the, um, you know, he's kind of wading through the mud and he's, you know, maybe seeing that, you know, maybe we need to, you know, get this back up and going before it, it's completely lost. Yeah, I just have a, I mean, I think it's on both sides of the aisle. I, I think it's both Republican and Democrats. Um, I'm, I'm not really happy with either one of them right now uh, at times and how they're handling the situation. Uh, they need to be working together a lot more and, and for the people. They say this is, you know, this pandemic's here, so let's do something about it. Let's, let's not bicker back and forth and, and make this political because it's an election year. Right. But, you know, if it's as bad as you say it is, then let's let's figure out how to, you know, go forward with it and move past it and get over it. Um, there's just a lot of things that I just I don't know, and you can't trust what they're telling you. Uh, I really think that the information that is being given is is one sided, and it's their side, and. Uh, Trying to find the true information is is buried. Well, I keep hearing that you know ERs are down. Um, you know, we we did all this ramping up, and then you know, you get to it, and like, you know, the ERs are down because you know nobody's going out and doing anything. You're not seeing um, a guy that works. For, you're not seeing anything. You know that would fill those beds. A guy that works for me, wife's a nurse, and okay. at Mount and uh, Mount Carmel, and she's furloughed. Oh, wow. We're in a pandemic, and she got furloughed. That doesn't make sense. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, it's it's it's, it's time to do something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong. You know, maybe straight staying at home is the best thing, but um, I'm tired of staying at home. Right. And I, if I have to go to work, but, you know, I can't come over and enjoy it fire and stand on the other side of the fire from you right that's a little, r- little ridiculous you know right. if, um, but I, I can go to work and i can go to the grocery store and i can walk right next to people all day long there and that's fine right but you know i couldn't get out of the house be outside in the open stand on the other side of the fire because that's breaking the stay-at-home order right yep. it's ridiculous you know or at least you know get the kids out and going camping but no we're gonna yeah, show no, all we campgrounds can't yeah. right yeah, so, so and, and here's my other thing. I know this will kind of hit a little home towards you. Mm-hmm. They're opening up dentist office. Right. But you got to wear a mask. Right. How are you going to work on someone's mouth when they're wearing a mask? Bingo. Okay. And so dentist office can open, and they can be right inside your mouth, which is the cause of the spread of this virus. Right. But a tattooist can't open. Exactly. Who has gone through the same bloodborne pathogen classes to become a certified tattooist and wears PPE, wears gloves. Okay, he wears a mask. Not a problem. Right. You know, that's no big deal. Him and the patient wears a mask. Or not patient, but, you know, client right. wears a mask. But if a dentist can open, why can't a tattooist? I know. That's, I mean, you know, it's just like the same thing. You know, you can go to the store and, uh, you know, the carts and everything, they're wiped down. And you so can, they say. And you can stand six feet behind somebody and that's completely okay. Yeah, but, but when I go to check out, I got to touch the same screen the last person just did. Bingo, because they're not getting wiped down. 
No. You know, and there's even a sign at my local Kroger that said, uh, "Do not wipe this off with disinfectant or Lysol." Right. Because it'll ruin the screen. Right. I saw that too. It's like then how then you're not cleaning it. Right. You're not cleaning it. You should be cash only. Well, you know, even cash only. Um, you know, I, I I have been supporting some local businesses as far as restaurants because I don't want to see them go away. I have to. Some of them, uh, when I go in to pick up, um, some of them have switched their their credit card readers instead of debit cards. Even if you're paying with a debit card, you slide it in. You don't have to sign. It automatically takes it. And yep. then you pull it out. That's the most sanitary way to exchange money during this time. And you got it's the most, but there's still issues with it. Right. But but you got to Kroger's and you know some of these other places and then you're typing on that pen pad. Yeah. You know, and it's like, come on, people. It's it's there I don't know. Well, that's that's our COVID update, and that's yeah. kind of what we're going on. I, I could go on a little bit more, and there's some conspiracies and things that I've heard, but oh. we're not going to get into this episode. I, um, maybe we'll do one about conspiracies because I think they're fun to listen to. I think they're fun to kind of talk out. Whether they're true or not, I don't know. Um, I, I but think, I think it would be a, an interesting, fun little back and forth between us to, to do one on uh, some conspiracies. Oh, I, I love conspiracies because I – I mean, they're they're so ridiculous that they're either complete bull. Well, or how many coincidences? Truth, you know. Does it have to have before it's no longer a coincidence? Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait a minute. There's too many there. Right. Not that many of them show up in a row. But that's yeah. a whole other story. Yep. Um, <clears throat> well, let's. let's I might move. talk to you off air for about one. Yeah, sounds good, man. Something. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, okay, so let's let's move on to some fun stuff. Okay, let's lighten it up just a little bit. Um, so, I actually um, acquired um, two two new rifles, and um, I actually bought them um, with ma- a mask on, which is the first time I actually bought a firearm um, with while wearing a mask, and it was all legal and legit, and that was cool. You know, not that I have bought, you know, firearms illegally that way. You know, that's that's not what I'm saying, you know, but, you know, it was very strange, you know. Do you know that it's illegal to wear a mask in public except for on Halloween? So by wearing masks, we were actually breaking a rule, a law. <laughs> I did not know that. But this law supersedes that law, if that makes sense. Right, exactly. But, yeah, so, except for uh, Halloween. Well, I love Halloween, so... <laughs> Um, so anyway, I went and I bought these rifles and, uh, you know, I, even with the mask, it was a, it was a very delightful experience. Um, I've been looking for these rifles, um, for, for a while. Um, I, um, uh, I actually picked up, um, their Rossi RS 22s and I bought one for each of my boys. Um, I have a Ruger 10 22. And I love that rifle. It is fantastic. It's an older um, 10.22, probably early 90s. Um, and I've never had an issue with it except for really cheap magazines. Um, you know, you pay for, you get what you pay for, um, especially with, um, you know, how the, uh, the followers and the springs and, you know, everything else, you know, inside of a, a cheaper magazine. So, um, but... 
you know, for the most part, I love the Ruger 1022. And I was looking for something a little bit more on budget. Um, and I was actually able to get each one of my boys a Rossi for the same price as I would pay for one 1022. Um, so for a couple weeks, I... I looked at reviews and, and everything, and um, you know it was between um, the uh, Mossberg 702, if I could find it, and the Rossi RS22. Well, I ended up finding a article to say that said that they were pretty much interchangeable with their parts, and that they were made um, down in the same factory. So I did a little bit more research and. You know, according to those articles and the YouTube videos and everything else, I found that that was you know to be true. Now, um, I have some Mossberg parts coming, um, so we're going to see if um, they do completely you know hook up. Um, but I went ahead and I, I bought the boys you know the the Rossies. Um, we got the uh, uh, black stocks. You can get them in a like an olive drab green. Um, a like uh, what is it flat earth um, which is kind of like a you know a, a deeper tan not a real light tan and then they also have um, um, a brown synthetic stock and then they have the black synthetic stock and um, I wanted to get them each a different color stock but at the time I could only find um, the black stock which is you know, absolutely fine um, and uh, you know, I went ahead and I paid for them. Um, they were, you know, right around $120 brand new. Um, we took them out, we shot them, and um, I am thoroughly impressed with the Rossi RS22. So, if I was buying something, you know, just for myself as a camp gun, um, even something that I could take squirrel hunting, um, you know, maybe, maybe you know, pop a couple varmints with it, you know groundhogs and smaller um you know i think it is a perfect little rifle um it's it's one of those that you know um medium you know even even some of the smaller frame um people i think they would find it really comfortable um the action's real nice and smooth um, one thing that's nice about it is, you know, that it takes the, the Mossberg 702 parts. Um, so according to, to these articles, you can uh, replace out the stock um, with a uh, folding tactical stock if you want to go that route. Um, right now, my boys like the Monte Carlo stock, so they're leaving it that way. Um, but it comes with a 10-round magazine, but the Mossberg 702 25-round extended magazine um, it actually hooks right up to it. So those should be delivered um, next week, I believe by Wednesday. Um, so the next podcast, I will give an update on it and uh, let you know how it cycles, you know, it fires and how it accepts those magazines, you know, if it is really true. Um, but I tell you what, with that Mossberg uh, magazine on it, um, it looks like a neat, neat rifle, you know, very similar to, uh, you know, something like a, you know, it's got the essence of like, uh, you know, the Mini-14 Ranch rifle, you know, to where it's got like the, you know, 30-round magazine coming out the bottom and, you know, just a Monte Carlo stock. I mean, it's sharp, sharp, really sharp. I like it. Um, fiber optic sights, you know, they light right up. 
Um, you know, they catch the light very well. Um, you know, and, and the boys were shooting really good groups with it. So, you know, I am thoroughly impressed, you know, 120 bucks. Um, you know, if, if you're in the, if you're out there looking for a nice 22 long rifle, um, rifle that's inexpensive, definitely look towards the Rossi RS-22. And, uh, you know, as much as we'd like to be, you know, we are not, um, you know, endorsed by Rossi um, or Taurus. And, uh, you know, even though it would be kind of sweet, um, you know, but I actually paid for these and, and uh, you know, bought them for my boys. And it's, uh, you know, thoroughly impressed. That's, that's about all I can say. Very good. I'm glad they worked out for you. Um, and just so everyone knows, we're not endorsed by anybody, <laughs> but if anybody would like to endorse us, send us an uh, email at uh, survival.tech at yahoo.com. Perfect. So, yeah. I haven't gotten any new guns in a while. Oh, yeah? No, I'm itching, but I mean... Well, one thing is we just got to get together and shoot them. Yeah. You know, the ones that we yeah. do have, because you know we've been wanting to do that for a while. Um, you know, and, and and you know part of that's you know having having the time and uh, you know having having the place to go and the ammo to shoot and the ammo so to find shoot. it. Right. Yeah, that's another thing that's you know absolutely ridiculous right now. Um, but that's another story for another day. Quick soapbox. Yes. I finally found toilet paper. Are you serious? Since this thing began on Sunday. That was the first time I found toilet paper since all this had begun. That's funny because uh, I saw you in the checkout line, and you were the one that gave me a heads up as well. That's right. It's like they got toilet paper. Yep. And guess what? That was Sunday. Got to say, I went back and bought more today. Oh, really? Just in case. Good. Because <laughs> those double rolls don't add up like the mega rolls do, and... Usually we buy mega rolls, and all they had was double, so I got what I got. <laughs> so I went ahead and picked a little extra up. Well, good deal, man. So have you heard a uh, conspiracy theory mm -hmm. about uh, meat processing plants and meat shortage yes. possibilities? Yes. Um, that kind of brings us into our next, next little area. Uh, we've been talking about starting a garden. Yep. It's not meat, but it's food. The Liberty Garden. Yeah. Freedom Liberty Garden. So what, what are your plans with this garden? Um, well... If um, we can get together, I'll come help you. If they ever raise the... <laughs> well, actually, next weekend you're going to sneak over here anyway. Okay. Um, and we're going to get it in because, yeah, first of all, April has been a, a freaking terrible month for Ohio. Um, there, I would probably say, I would probably say 80% of the days I still wear my winter coat. Um, just because, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you go to work, you know, it's 40 degrees and it's usually 60, 70 when I go to work. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. But it's just 30, 40 when I get off. Right. <laughs> complete. Yeah. Cause we're on complete opposites, but I mean, it, it's just. You know, it's been wet. It's been cold. Um, we had a frost warning um, just last week. Um, it got to the point where it was actually a killer frost. 
um, that my trees that were budding, they actually stopped. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, it's been a very rough month. So, you know, we've kind of had to, and I mean, even the farmers, all the farmers around us, yeah, they've got the fields, you know, some of them plowed, um, and disked, but some of them are not, and they're just sitting there and they don't have anything planted yet, you know, and usually it's, it's time to plant. Yep. It really is. And, uh, so we will be planting next weekend, um, and getting our garden going, but, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been completely, it's been completely rough, but have you been able to find seeds? Uh, some, some because seeds. I haven't been able to find many seeds. What, what, what are you looking for? Oh, you know, just simple things like peppers and tomatoes and yeah, but, I mean, uh, but I'm looking for heirloom seeds. Right. So. I figured, what's the point in growing it if you can't reuse the seeds? Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. We've we've just we've been buying you know packets of this and that and you know nothing heirloom. Um, you know, I figure get something in the ground this year, and then yeah, it's probably not a good year to buy heirloom seeds with everything going on. Right. Yep. Um, so I don't know. I mean. I think we're going to be doing, you know, tomatoes. I mean, you know, dietary constraints, you know, my wife and I, we were looking at, you know, something as simple as spaghetti sauce. And the amount of sugar that's put into spaghetti sauce is insane. Now, you know, I can play with carbs or I can play with sugar. I can't play with both. So, you know, we actually took just, you know, a can of crushed tomatoes the other night and we doctored it up. And it tasted absolutely great. And, um, you know, so so we were looking at that. And, you know, I had a very small jump um, in my sugar where I was expecting a lot bigger jump um, just because of the amount of carbs, that, you know, in the noodles. Um, and, uh, you know, so, I mean, you know, we're, we're looking for stuff that we can can and, um, you know, something that has multiple uses so we can do, like, salsa with tomatoes and peppers, you know, we can also, you know, switch up the recipe a little bit, add some different spices, have spaghetti sauce, um, you know, just have tomatoes, you know, itself, um, you know, nothing beats a good, you know, tomato sandwich, you know, to me, um, onion sandwich. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of an onion guy than a tomato guy. Oh man. Onions are, onions are good, especially you can get some green onions going. Yeah, I I would love that, but I mean, yeah, we're looking at, um, you know, I love beans, so we're gonna get some green beans going. Um, yep, I was looking at green beans, um, tomatoes. Um, we're gonna do some squash. Um, do you do you care for squash? I can't remember nope. if you do or not. Not really. I mean, but if there's nothing else to eat, I'll eat it. Well, um, we'll have to have Megan make you some squash. Um, because she does it with uh, cinnamon, and I know you love cinnamon. I do like cinnamon, and it and it changes the taste of everything. So hmm. it's uh it, it's it's pretty darn good. Um, but yeah, you know, just you know, stuff that that's that's gonna grow very good in our climate. That you know, you know, I think we've got some radishes. Um, oh yeah. Um, I can't strawberries. Remember. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, um, my wife. Strawberries grow pretty good here. Yep, 
Uh, so I wouldn't mind trying putting a couple strawberry patches in. Yep. Yeah, we were looking at blueberries, but we didn't want to do it this year. Um, now, um, around where we're putting the garden, Corey, um, you're going to have to help me harvest it because um, we got to get it uh, before the birds do. And I actually thought about putting up some bird netting, depending on the price of it. I don't want to blow a whole lot of money. Um, I might but, have a line on some. But I've got I've got some blackberry bushes. And I've got a lot of blackberry bushes. But the birds always get to them before I do. So if we could yeah. cut that out, you know, that could I'm, be... I, I might be able to get some bird netting. Okay, awesome, man. That'd be awesome. So yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. You know, we're gonna we're gonna bust up the ground next weekend, and uh, you know I plan on doing that Saturday, and then Sunday, you know whatever we don't do, you know finish up on Sunday. You know it'll be a a good weekend of hard work, but I think you know as long as we social distance, you know I think it's gonna be fun, and uh, you know to be able to you know see each other. Maybe we can you know burn some flesh on the grill. You know, on Saturday night, and you know, have a nice dinner, and maybe a fire too, and you know maybe maybe a beer, adult beverage, yeah, in a while. That it has. So. Very good. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll give you an update on uh, how that goes on throughout the next couple episodes. I mean, that's the biggest thing is like you know we have you know all these packets and stuff like that, and we all have plans, but we we haven't actually got together. So I it's figure so hard. Right. You know, I'm trying to follow the rules, but right. But you know, there's things that we need to do too. I mean, you know, you get to a point where you know we're gonna sit down and you know we're gonna plan it out together and say, okay, you know, we're gonna plant this and this and this. So right now we're just kind of gathering everything that we we are going to do some pumpkins too, um, you know, just so we can have our own little pumpkin patch. Yeah, um, I think that'll be a lot of fun, especially you know for the grandkids and the kids and the young at heart, which is you know you and me for sure. And plus, you know, they're fun to shoot afterwards. They're, they make great targets. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's get into main topic for tonight. Um, Man, we've been we've been doing some searching uh, for property, and this is all um, coming off of um, our dad, and um, he was looking for an investment, and um, he said, you know what, I've always wanted some land, um, you know, other than you know, I mean, he owns his house and everything, but he wanted you know some actual land, you know, out in out in the middle of nowhere. Something that we can use as recreation, you know, bug out if need be or whatever. Uh, and uh, so we've been looking at, at land. And um, so, Corey, you want to go ahead and start us off and talk about, you know, different, you know, what we've been looking at, you know, what we've seen, what we've you know, been able to find. and So we've been looking for land that's been like uh, within two hours. You know, that's our, our max distance from where we live. Um, we're looking at wooded land, uh, secluded if all, as much as we can. And it's just, there's a lot of different variety in Ohio. So, um, that pushes us more towards like the South, Southeastern side of Ohio. Um, not that you can't go straight east or even southwest a little bit but 
Um, the area that we're looking at is southeastern Ohio. Now, uh, the whole southeastern quadrant, if you would divide Ohio into you know four sections, the whole southeastern corner there, um, which is quite a bit of landmass to look at. Um, we actually went and physically walked the property in Perry County. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say we broke the social distance, but um, we were pushing it. We stayed social distant, right. but, you know, we all went down there together to look at it. It's, a, you know, a lot of money. It's a big investment. So right. we want to make sure um, make sure everyone had a chance to look at it and, and spot anything that may be of issues. Um, first thoughts on that property, I, I, I really liked it. Um, you pulled up. It was secluded. It was about an hour and 15 minutes away. Um, but still close to town, so you could you know go and get some supplies if need be. Um, had a creek that ran through the property. Uh, there's also a road that kind of split the property up in a, a couple different uh, or two sections. Um, and then we tried to get to the m- majority of the property, and we got cliffed out. I mean, it wasn't really cliffs, but I mean it was like straight up, 80 foot up the side of a hill and there was no good way to get up there. Right. And that's where the majority of the property was, was up that. Um, and then your boundary ended before you could find a, a gradual, um, area to, to get up to. So in order to get any type of equipment or vehicles or even people up to where the most of your property is to use, uh, would be a huge undertaking. So, Unfortunately, that one did not did not fall through. Um, but you know, we're still looking, uh, um, still kind of going through, you know, what's out there and uh, deciding, narrowing down what we want in properties um, between all of us. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a long ordeal. I will say this: as you're looking for properties. And keep in mind, you know, this won't be our only episode on this subject because it's going to be a process, I believe. So yes. we'll keep updating everyone back and, and saying where we're at. But uh, if you're looking and you find property that, that, you know, has got some good pictures and great description, you have to walk the property. Don't take it at the pictures because pictures flatten everything. Yep. And if it seems like it's, you know, all oh, that's doable, wait till you get out there because it, it may not. And that's really what you got to look for. Yep. I mean, it's uh, it's very deceiving. Um, just like you said, you know, pictures and everything out. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things, you know, that you have to look for, you know, depending on like the topography. Um You'll have you'll have some um, you know topography maps um, you know that show everything with like one foot contours. Um, some topography maps will be you know every five foot, every two foot, every ten foot you know depending on on where you're at. Um, and uh, you know, so you really have to pay attention and um, you know try and try and look at 3D models as much as you can. I mean, Google Earth, you can hit that terrain button, and you can lay the site down and actually get a fairly decent 
um, look at it, you know, from a from a 3D mesh, and um, you know that that's a that's a big big help. Um, but even with Google Earth, you know, this this property, it looked it didn't look as wild as what we encountered when we were down there, and that was it was heartbreaking, you know, for our dad um, because he. He loved it. He loved the property. You know, it had a a small tributary that you know, fed into the larger creek. Um, you know, now across the road along along the creek area, boy, that was that was fantastic and beautiful, and I loved it down there. But you know, once you got past and you know, you know, Corey's Corey is correct when he's saying that we got cliffed out because you know there was there was some sections that as we're walking back that there's actual caves you know in the side of this hills and I mean it was straight up so um, you know and, and then finding something you know understanding mineral rights you know that's another thing you know this one it was you know the the sale was contingent on mineral rights they had to look into you know if the mineral rights transferred um, I'm assuming with the location of it what was around it and you know all the different pipes that that we actually found on the pipe on the property that the mineral rights did not transfer um, and uh, I, I guarantee there was somebody else holding it and already you know doing you know some sort of operation there um, or getting ready to um, so that was it was kind of disheartening you know but you know our dad you know he was like I said, you know, he's a little bummed out about it, but on the way, on the ride back home, you know, we're talking and discussing, and my wife, she kept finding, you know, all these different um, properties that were more towards kind of what he was looking for, and right around the same price that he was wanting to spend, um, you know, and, and that's, that's one thing, you know, look, God's not making any more land, but... You know, the land that is there, you know, some people think, you know, their land is worth, you know, X amount just because, you know, it's, you know, it's going for, you know, this amount per acre, you know, as far as farmland. You know, farmland versus something that's, you know, unusable land, you know, just because it's a, you know, 30 acre parcel, it doesn't mean that all 30 acres are usable. You know, if you're looking at 30 acres of farmland, all 30 acres can be used and it can be used you know to farm and then therefore you know make money um, so something like that is completely different you know than wooded recreational land and um, you know keep that in mind too you know because if if you've got you know 30 acres of parcel but it's all cliffed out you know yeah it's cool that you know you own part of that you know mountain or hill or whatever but are you going to actually be able to use that? Yeah, that's the thing. I, you know, I don't want land I can't use. You know, I I don't want Dad to get land he can't use. Right. And he couldn't use that land at all. No way. Um, there, there's just no way. You couldn't even get a side by side up that. No. Maybe I mean, a it, it was that. <laughs> <laughs> None of my vehicles. They're all too tall. They'd oh, flip. Right. Um. um I've seen them geo trackers go up some 
things I didn't think anything could go up. So I'm not I'm not disputing your Geo Tracker claim there. Oh no, I'm just, that's a joke because I'm I'm sorry, but that was too gnarly. I mean, it was absolutely too gnarly, you know, to actually do it. It was um, it was insane. And that'd be a white knuckle ride to begin with. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, so Corey, what 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 are you kind of looking at? Let's give um you know three little things when you're looking at, at this land and everything and and you're helping dad look, what are the three things that you're doing? And then I'll tell you the three things that I'm doing, you know, when I'm showing dad land. So what, what I'm helping him find properties and I'm sending him properties and, and some of the things that I'm looking at, um, let's go back a little bit. And our dad wants to spend this money. And from my talks with him, he wants to put it, the land and a trust for future generations to enjoy as a family. Yes. You know, something that, you know, both Matt and I and our grandkids and our grandkids, grandkids can all go out there and enjoy and have a place that is always in the family. Um, So when I say what I'm looking for, it is, you know, one day it'll be, you know, hours and so on and so forth. And, and, that's what he said. He's like, you know, when you're looking at something, make sure it's got what, you know, parts that you want in it, you know, as well. And uh, so I'm looking for over 40 acres. Um, I'm looking for seclusion. Um, I don't want it right next to a busy road, um, you know, like a, a state highway or a um, interstate or something like that. And I don't want it right next to a city. So I'm looking for seclusion. Um I'm looking for wooded. Um, I prefer timber over open, just prairie land. Um, a little bit of prairie, you know, open land is fine. That'd be great to build on. You don't have to clear nothing. Um, but mine is, you know, I, I personally like 85, 90% of it timber. Um, not timbered out, you know, but have good growth timber on it. Right. Um, and so there's that. There's actually three. Um, water is, I'll take it or leave it. I prefer to have some sort of water. I don't care if it's a, a pond or a creek. Um, I prefer to have, you know, it would be nice to have at least one of those, one or the other. But it's not a deal breaker for me. But um I'm I'm very curious about mineral rights because I don't want just anyone coming on this property. Right. Because you know, in essence, this will be the family bug out bug out location. Right. So you know, thinking of it as you know, opsec operational security. You know, I don't want people out there roaming around on the property when I'm not there, running their pipelines or checking on their you know gas wells or whatnot. Free gas we can maybe make an exception if we're getting free gas, you know, we'll let them on, you know, if if we're getting the money from it. Um, But it's something that, you know, we have to take in consideration where it's at, you know, compared to where we plan to be putting our homesteads up or whatnot. Um, One of the other things I'm looking at is, you know, the area and the type of zoning and, you know, if they're how strict they are, because, to start off with, um, I mean, I would like to have some sort of structure to get the weather off us, but I'm not 
ready to build a, you know, log cabin or a getaway home out there. This is, you know, for me, I just want something to keep the rain off me. So it may not be completely zoning, you know, certified. Right. I mean, that's one thing that you got to look at. And that, that helps with, you know, the placement of it and where we're looking at, you know. You know, some of these more developed counties are going to be a little bit harder, especially once you start getting out into the townships and, you know, in the actual, you know, county part of it itself. You know, who, who do you have to go through in order for this stuff? You know, are they going to, you know, not bat an eye or are they going to make, you know, your life hell, um, you know, with permitting and, and everything else? So, I mean, that plays into a lot of it as well, you know, with location. Um, I myself right now, I... I foresee this being um, a campground at first, and like a family campground and recreational area, and then eventually turning into, um, you know, I mean, I don't think you were joking, but you know, you made a joke at 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 one point, and then it, it kind of stuck of you know having like you know an old Wild West town, you know, out in the middle of that's the woods. exactly what I want to do. And, and I'm okay with it staying like that, you know, to where there's some structures and stuff like that, you know, maybe like a small little mess hall, you know, an outhouse, and then a couple bunk houses. Oh, I was thinking like, you know, we have a saloon. Yep. That we could all have our dinners and, you know, eat in. Yep. And, you know, and have come together as a family to eat. And then above the saloon, we could have like a couple rooms for guests, to, you know, stay, you know, yep. just like the Old West. And then we could each have our own little cabin. And then when dad makes us mad, we can throw him in the jail. Right. You know, and then all of our stores, storage supplies and everything can be in the general store. Right. The dry goods. Just go there and grab what you want. Yeah. Just, I don't know, I'm bored. So what else to do? Might as well think about building Old West Town. Uh, You know, because Old West, I mean, you don't have to have much electricity. Nope. You know, I'm I'm not saying we won't have any electricity. We are, you know, it is – 2020 so um we have solar and general you know generator and things like that but you know if you're in old west town you don't you don't need all that stuff you you know it's you're pretty much camping with a roof over your head you know just a little bit more you know structured a little you know and that that's kind of what i see the whole future i don't really see you know full like log cabin dream homes or anything like right. that out 2600 square foot you know no, wi-fi it's just, no it's that's not what it's about maybe the whole town's 2600 feet right you know, it's and it's from like trees that we cut down and you know get a sawmill and mill ourselves on the weekends and just right hey let's build this okay yep. <laughs> you know one of those things Yep, I'm I'm completely I'm completely for that, and that, that's the way I kind of see it too. Now, you know what what I'm looking at is um, I think I'm a little bit more loose in what I would accept than what you would. Um, I would probably go um, a minimum of 50% timber, um, just because you know open open places do have their they do have have their place um, in a property. Um, but I, I definitely want, you know, timber. I want to be able to deer hunt. I want to be able to squirrel hunt. I want to be able, now it'd be nice to have, you know, some flat grassy areas, you know, so we can pop some rabbits and stuff too, you know, so that adds a little bit more, um, you know, diversity, um, to the menu. Um, as far as water features, 
Um, I love creeks and streams. Um, I tend to prefer it, but the smarter option would be to have a pond that you could actually stock with fish. Um, but I'm okay with that. You know, I myself, I you know, I I like running water better. Um, but you know, you get into you know, is it a designated waterway? And if it's a designated waterway, you know, somebody could go tubing right down the middle of your property. And there's nothing you can say because it's a designated waterway. You know, I mean, it's not like you own the the creek or the stream. You you do not. Um, you know, a pond can be private. You know, so you know, I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards that. Um, you know, it's it's more of a it, it's just a smarter it's just a smarter layout. You know, to have now. Um, something else you know that I'm looking for is um, I I have a minimum of 10 acres um, contingent that you know it butts up against or is close to you know like a national forest or a state park or something like that to where you have you know hiking trails if you want to you know get away but then again it sometimes depending on the area that brings in a lot more people than what you want around you so um, yeah, I mean, preferably 15 acres of minimum, 10 acres minimum if there's something that's, you know, like Wayne National Forest where, you know, it's a national forest and not a lot of people are going there to sightsee and stuff like that. You know, they might be, you know, hitting a backpack trail, but, you know, Wayne National Forest is very underutilized. Um, it's nothing like the Hocking Hills to where you see thousands and thousands of people. Um, I would stay out of Hocking County completely, you know, um, just for that just for that reason um, but um, yeah that's that's mainly what I'm looking for you know I mean it, it would be nice to you know have a flat spot you know open you know pull in you know and then um, I guess one of my biggest things would be accessibility right I want to be able to access the whole property yes and the reason why I want so much timber is because I use I plan to use that timber to build all of our structures. Right. You know, so I, I want the timber available to so I'm not you know cutting down all my good trees to to build these this old west town. Right. You know, in an essence, and to build a whole town is going to take quite a bit of lumber. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yep. I mean, you know, they also. Do have lumber yards, you know, for framing and stuff like that. So maybe. Oh, they got lumber yards, but I mean, if I pay six thousand dollars for a, a mill, and right. I never, never have to buy a board again. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're gonna save a lot of money. Yep, it makes sense. And then you don't sense. have to trailer it or, you know, deal with people. Just go out there and cut your own wood. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot to think about, you know, and, and here's the thing, like, when we look at, you know, these these pieces of land, it's like, okay, well, you know, which which categories can I check off that this land meets? And, uh, you know, and then Corey does the same, and then her father, he's got his own set, and then we see what overlaps and what we like, and then, you know, we decide, you know, do we want to go ahead and inquire about this? And... Uh, you know, it's it's a 
it's been nice. I, I've been able to see a, you know some really neat pieces of property, um, but at the same time, you know, there's some that's just almost too good to be true, and then you know some that is just way overpriced. You know, I'm sorry. You know, just like what I was talking about earlier. You know, the for for the price that the guy was asking for the for the land that we went and took a look at. Um, it, he was roughly asking um, 2,300 an acre, which is cheap, because up around our county, you know, we're looking at you know seven to nine thousand dollars an acre. Um, now down there, that's about going price, but the fact that the mineral rights did not transfer, and you know the fact that you know you had, oh Corey, what what do you think? Maybe. 70% of it was unusable. Yeah. It was not, 44 acres, and I think at, at least 35 acres, more than that probably, you yeah. couldn't use. So, I mean, just looking at that, you know, I, I told Dad, I said, I said, if you really want this, I said, I'm not going to tell you no, you know, because it's your investment. I said, but, you know, I'd offer them 1,500 an acre. I said because that's that's what it's worth to me, you know. And he goes, well, he would he would never take it. And I said, well, I'm sorry, but it's not usable land, you know. I mean, Corey, could you imagine you know getting on one of those ridges first of all in the winter, and then by the time you get up onto the ridge and then you drop a buck, and then having to get it back down, <laughs> you just roll it. Yeah, I mean that's pick it up at the bottom. I mean, there's there's no there was no good way up there. Yeah. It was, or well, back down. Well, not only that, you know, once you got up there, it wasn't like it plateaued flat. You no. You got I valleys mean, and everything else. There so. were some flatter spots, but there was no flat spot. I mean, you know, go ahead and drop that buck and then roll it down the hill and then have to carry it back up the next hill. No thanks. Right, exactly. exactly. No thanks. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one, you know, and a lot but, of people are selling now. And that's yeah. kind of strange. Um, a lot of people need money. Yep, they do. Um, a lot of people are buying. A lot of city folk are buying. Yeah, that's what the uh, realtor told me. Um, it's going to be a process. Uh, I'm excited for it. But uh, there's a lot lot to look at before you pull the trigger on something oh yeah yeah that's uh that's that's pretty big all right Corey. Well, and ultimately the decision's dad's yeah it is you know so it is. me 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 and you both have told him that yep so yep i mean it's you know initially it's his investment um so anyway that's uh, i mean i'll help out where i can and uh, just like you know you will help out Yep. Uh, you can, but right now that can't be our focus. I mean, yeah. you and I have, you know, families, young families that um, we need to take care of and, and houses over our heads here where we can still access our jobs easily. Right. Not drive two hours to get to work. So um, currently, you know, we can't jump in like he can. Right. You know, he's retired. His house is paid for. You know, he's got a little bit more leeway. Yep. Flexibility there. Yeah. Yep. But so, yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to keep up the search and, uh, you know, keep going. We'll keep you guys posted. Um, 
but yeah, that's that's kind of like what we're kind of looking for and what we're looking into. And and uh, I'll tell you, the best thing to do is is sit down and make a list of what you want to see. You know, if you're looking for land, what do you want to do on it? Um, you know, make a list of, of your wants, um, make a list of your needs, and make a list of what type of recreation are you going to do. And also think in the future, are you actually going to build a permanent structure, you know, not an old west town, but an actual home on this property. And then from there, start your search. Um, and then, you know, ha have something to where, okay, you know, I can compromise on this, this, and this. And, uh, you know, like Corey said, a lot of people are buying now. Sometimes you might have to be, you know, very quick on the draw and ready to go. And maybe, Maybe you don't wait for that next one, the perfect one that's going to come around because it doesn't exist. You can have something that's close, but you know exactly what you want does not exist out there. Yeah, you got to be ready to be flexible. Yep, so that's for sure. Very good. All right, well, I think that's a pretty good episode of uh, episode forty there, Corey. Yeah, and. Uh... We'll uh, we'll keep up on the uh, the COVID situation here, in and uh, I I seen a real quick before we go I seen a funny little post um you know how uh, uh I am legend how he would always call out every day and say if anyone's out there mm -hmm. uh, uh someone posted something like that on on Facebook and you know it was a bunch of random random things you know that didn't really make sense it was kind of funny you know and uh. How he had an underground bunker in in Florida, and uh, he's running out of food, so he's been feeding his cat barbecue sauce to marinate it from the inside out. And um, oh if anybody's gosh. still out there, <laughs> what's going? What's happening in the world? <laughs> uh, it, it's pretty funny. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So, all right, and uh, if anyone wants to get a hold of us, give us uh, um, some feedback on what you guys think of the podcast and um, if any episode you guys would like to hear, send us an email at survival.tech at yahoo.com. You can check us out on our Facebook – or on not our Facebook page, but our, uh, our website, um, survivaltech.webs.com. Um, it's been going through some updates, so bear with us while we work out some kinks with that. Um, and uh, until next time, stay alive, America.